And discussions of truth. Here we are, Wednesday, coming in at an earlier time. Move that mic over a little bit. Um, coming in at an earlier time. This is the three fifteen time slot. Again, you can listen live via Winwood Radio. Um, you can you can go directly to discussions of truth. Um, you can. Find more about me or Stop Mass Media. All three of those sites will stream this live. Um, the website, uh, Ian Trottier, that's I-E-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R, clearly goes into exactly why I do these prod, uh, broadcasts. That's actually not, not, a, bad, not a bad term. Uh, broadcasts. Um, and I've been doing them now for... Coming up on four years, um, originated out of Windwood Radio in the Windwood District there in Miami, Florida. Uh, we have been remote now for some time, and uh, you know, yeah, the reason I started these programs was really by invitation. Uh, was uh, Kitty? Kitty was her name. She was uh, managing uh, Windwood Radio at the time. Uh, that was uh, that had a booth, a broadcast booth out of uh, a barber shop, an old barber shop there in Winwood. And then after about a year, year and a half, that barber shop closed down. Uh, I went to a private location. Well, not the barber shop, but the uh, the broadcast booth closed down. Uh, going to a private location, and uh, discussions of truth continued to to uh, broadcast and record out of that studio and um, again I started this I started this program because of the uh, the Zika epidemic in South Florida that um, a good friend of mine now deceased uh, got me looking into he was anxiously uh, uh, looking into the controversial pesticide that was sprayed uh, a pesticide that the Chevron Chemical Corporation had engineered in the 50s and Zika having been discovered by uh, a scientist in Uganda Africa in the 1940s uh, yeah the mosquito virus somebody asked me the other day yeah that, that's the that was the mosquito virus Zika being found and extracted from a uh, from a monkey uh, in uh, in Uganda, in a research facility close to Lake Victoria, folks. Uh, wow, what a world we're living in, right? Uh, do your best to stay calm and peaceful. Uh, I'm hoping you do because uh, things are moving drastically, and I would uh, 
uh, you know, frankly, I wrote a piece yesterday on Medium, and if you simply type in Ian Trottier uh, into Medium, you'll find that piece. And uh, let me bring it up quickly, um, and then we're going to then we're going to bring in um, Darlene Swaffer, who's standing by waiting for us. But let me bring in this piece quickly. I'll type it in here into uh, into the search engine here. I'm using Google. Even though Zach Voorhees, former guest on the program Google Whistleblower, uh, has uh, has urged all to use uh, Brave or an alternative browser to Google, uh, Google is uh, tapped right into that uh, that global economic system. Um, New Frontier in Tech. Your body is the title of this article that I wrote. I published it yesterday. Again, it's on Medium. Now, now, slightly ironical, right? Slightly ironic is that Medium is like a points type system. That's how it. That's how it runs off. Of, that's how it runs. Um, and I do believe that Bill Gates is a part owner of Medium. Um, so, depending on where you stand, regards to. Uh, to Bill Gates and his vaccine pushing, uh, but 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 in that article you will understand my view. Again, this is an opinion piece, but you will understand my view as to why I believe he's pushing vaccines. And common, you know, common understanding or inquisition rather is why is a computer engineer pushing a health vaccine? Is is he really that scared? Does he feel that threatened by this virus? So I've just basically linked what I lived through with the Zika virus, and I didn't foresee this COVID-19 thing coming. Um, but now we're living a COVID-19. So I give an economic spin. I give an economic spin as to what could possibly be going on here, economically thinking. And something that should alert you if you're in the United States is something called vaccine court and Wayne Road who joined this program a couple years ago and I remain in contact with uh, he wrote the book vaccine court his kids are vaccine injured the pharmaceutical companies are incredibly well um, defended you can't take a pharmaceutical company to court it's not easy and the they are they they are um, defended uh, by by federal law. Uh, this is a 1987 act. I think that may have been happened happened under Reagan. I have to go back and look at that. But um, why this is of concern? Why this should be concerned for you? Depending on wherever you decide on the, I know people that can't wait for the vaccine to come out because they want to get they want to get vaccined. They feel it's going to save them, protect them from COVID-19. I know other people that say there's no way I'm going to take a vaccine. Um, and the issue here is the vaccine may or may not have an adverse effect on you. It may cause more damage and harm than good. And that's a risk that you're going to take if you take that vaccine. And if it's mandated, that's going to be a whole other ballgame. Right? And we're months away from that. So that's what you need to be asking yourself in regards to vaccine because you will not be able to take the pharmaceutical company to court. Good luck with that. That's why that that's why people like Dell Bigtree, uh, Robert uh, F Kennedy Jr. Uh, they've been screaming basically at the top of their lungs in favor of vaccine freedom. 
Yet they get labeled with nasty titles and they get fingers pointed at them. But if you do your research, folks, and I've had vaccines, uh, so I'm, I'm not in opposition to a safe vaccine. It's clinically trialed, uh, peer-reviewed. It stood the test of time. I, I have no issue with that. But something rushed to market and then mandated on people, I have, a, I, I have an issue with that. So we're going to bring in Darling Swaffer right now. Uh, and she's running for uh, District 22, uh, Deerfield Beach. That's a Senate seat in Florida. Um, so bringing, bringing her in right now. I'm going to dial her in. And again, you, you've tuned into Discussions of Truth. This is Ian Trottier. I am the host weekly. You can find me right here. If you're listening to it live, then I thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, there's various outlets that it's. Uh, I usually come in at five o'clock hour, but I have updated the website to say to look for me to come in at four o'clock um, Wednesdays. I come in live, and it just so happens today I've got a triple header here. And by the way, before I bring in Darling, by the way, I've got Ian Smith joining me the second hour. Okay, it's going to be at four o'clock hour Eastern time. Um, and then the third hour is going to be uh, Interceptor reporter Murtaza Hussein. Okay, uh, so three-hour-long program coming up here for you today. Uh, we're starting it off with Darlene Swaffer, and um, let's bring her on. Again, dialing in Darlene Swaffer, Deerfield Beach, Florida. Hello, this is Darlene. Darlene, welcome to Discussions of Truth. This is Ian Trottier. Thanks for standing by. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, doing uh, doing just fine. We've got some big news. Uh, well, before we get into um, uh, before we get into that, and I was going to get into um, Joe Biden's pick for VP, and but 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 uh, I have notified uh, listeners that uh, that you're running for Florida District Twenty Two. At a Deerfield okay. Beach, so, so take a moment if you would, and, and 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 basically describe for listeners who you are and, and what platform you're running on. Okay, are we live now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Darlene Swaffer. I'm a Republican candidate running for Congress in Florida District 22, and um, it's time to send a pro to Congress on pro law and order, uh, pro constitution, pro school choices, and unapologetically pro President Trump. Excellent. That's that. That was a lot going on there. A lot of pros going on there, but all very important pros. Um, let's go ahead and start with. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, uh, Law and Order. Um, okay. Let's get your view, Darlene, on what's going on with Law and Order in in America, and and then and then address your your jurisdiction. Well, my my focus on this whole topic of defunding the police I find is right. absolutely ludicrous. I don't even think we should be having this conversation. I had two relatives that served in the New York City police force, one of which died in 9-11, and before he did, he saved a lot of people. And I recall uh, the year before 9-11, while sitting with him during Christmas dinner, him telling me the, the level of evil that is out there that they have to fight every day oh. would not make us sleep at night. Oh. And he does what he does to protect our family so we sleep 
peacefully. And I never forgot that conversation. So, you know, we don't know as everyday citizens what police officers and their families go through so that we can have peace in our neighborhoods. So that's the first thing I want to share. The second thing I want to share is um, the only type of improvements that I would like to see, and there's always going to be bad apples. I mean, everybody gets that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on Fox News the other day, it was really um, a really good point that was brought up that, you know, mental health training for new agent recruits yeah. is lacking nationwide. And I believe that in, in Arizona, they probably have the better program available where they provide 40 hours of training and nationwide, the national average is about 20 hours. So I would like to see perhaps some type of standardized program that could be nationwide and be similar to when somebody's a licensed professional like myself, I'm in the insurance industry and I have to take regular credits to keep my license active. I could see something like that for those that are in uh, law enforcement just to keep up with the times you know for instance when we have you know the opioid epidemic sure. you know to keep them up to date with you know this is the trend of what's going on and what's facing america what's happening in our community just to keep them up to up to date and sensitive and and training them on de-escalation type issues or you know more tactical training you see, um, more tactical training that could be, you know, self-defensive where they're not automatically using a weapon. So that's about the only advice that I would give nationwide. And I would ask for Americans to be sensitive to what our law enforcement officers do. And when you see a law enforcement officer, thank them for their service. Just like our veterans, we should be thanking them for protecting us every day. Well, that's that's absolutely right, Darlene. And and you brought up a good point. And it and it may be, it may require actual extra funding. I I, I too uh, don't understand the logic in in completely dismantling a police department. I I understand reeducation, and you've and you've brought up a good point as far as um, you know certifications or classes. Um, and 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 and. And the focus should be on uh, racially training them, and then, and then, and then seeing which ones do have, and not only for white cops, for blacks or Asians, which cops do have those, uh, those, those uh, prejudice type tendencies, training them more, or possibly weeding them out. But I too, Darlene, I don't understand the uh, the defunding movement makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, exactly. In, in, so let's go to your local your local precinct. Are you finding anything in Deerfield uh, Beach that is alarming to you in that police department? Are you finding local movements activities to get them to start uh, defunding their police department? What's going on with you locally there? On a local on a local basis, we're not seeing the issues that like you're going to see in other major democratic cities. Um, thankfully, so. I, we South Florida is kind of peaceful. I have to say, I'm so thankful. That's why I live here. I love where you know I live. This is my community, my my neighbors, my friends, my my clients. This is yeah. why I, I have my business. Um, so we're not seeing what you're seeing in major cities play out all over the country. It's just not happening here. But then again, we have a Republican governor. Um, you know, we have you know even if if a lot of our elected officials locally are Democrats, I find them to be more conservative in that 
values in terms of wanting you know, safe communities, um, you know, uh, tough immigration uh, laws, um, a good economy so we can continue to thrive. You know, we're, we're pretty much all on the same, you know, uh, sure. level as far as that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, let me ask you about Donald Trump. Have you had an opportunity to meet him? Is he endorsing you? Uh, no, I've never met him in person. He hasn't endorsed anybody in my primary. Um, you know, I hope when I win the primary, I'll get his endorsement. It'll be an honor. I would love that. Yeah, great. Um, what are what are some of the what are the some some of the other issues to 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 Deerfield Beach and your district? And again, this is District Twenty Two, Darlene Swaffer, that's running for that seat, that Florida State uh, seat. Um, what are some of the issues that you would like to change? Of course, uh, of course, um, this is a, a currently Democratic uh, occupied seat, my understanding, and mm -hmm. you're aiming to flip it red. Uh, what would you bring to 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 change? What are what are the issues that you that you'd like to see changed immediately? Okay, sure. Let me share with the listeners. Uh, District 22 is a good part of Boca Raton, which is in Palm Beach County, the northern part of Broward, which includes Coral Springs, Parkland, Coconut Creek, Margate, Deerfield Beach, Pompano Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and then all the beaches from Boca down to literally Port Everglades. So it's about 1.2 million people. And some of the issues that have passed the House that's sitting at the Senate that does affect this area, the first one I would talk about is the PRO Act bill, which is HB 2474, which is trying to essentially change labor law laws, which would affect 27 states, Florida being one of them. And what that does is it's going to make uh, uh, companies that have unions, uh, anyone who wants to work for that company, they're going to be required to not only join the union, but pay union dues. And it would affect anybody who is a contractor working for that company to also participate in the union. Um, and so that's a bill that Ted Deutsch is for. I am not for that bill. I'd be fighting that bill. Uh, the other two laws that I'm really concerned about is uh, something that affects our right to bear arms, our Second Amendment right. So HB 5717 adds layers of background checks as well as increases taxes and your access to weapons and ammunition. Mm. Uh, so I'm against that bill. The other one is just passed actually last week. It's called the Military Personnel Defense Bill, H.R. 6395. Pelosi added in there uh, interestingly enough, a red flag law for the confiscation of weapons for our military personnel. So I'd be completely against that bill. I'm also against, you know, HB 51, which they're advocating for uh, the statehood for Washington, D.C. And that in, its, uh, in, in essence is unconstitutional. It's actually in our Constitution that only the state of Maryland would allow the annexing of land uh, and say, okay, here's this land, it's okay if you become a state. Only Maryland has that authority to do so. And the other reason why they want to create a statehood is because it is predominantly Democrat. And, of course, they're anticipating two Senate seats and two House seats being Democrats. So, remember, all their all their maneuvers is always about power. Sure. <laughs> so, I'm against HB 51. 
for that reason. And what would I bring to the table? Well, I'm the only candidate running in the state of Florida that has expertise in health insurance. My business for the last 11 years is in the health insurance industry. I'm trademarked as the Medicare lady. So my expertise is in Medicare, individual health on or off the exchange or group insurance. And I believe there's maybe only two or three individuals in Congress that have any level of knowledge with regards to health insurance, which is a huge issue when they want to push forward Medicare for all. I mean, Kamala Harris still has on her med on her website Medicare for all. They want to do away with all the insurance carriers. So no one's going to be more of an advocate for health insurance choices than I would. And then the other area of expertise I bring is economic development. Over 20 years ago, I served on the board with the Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, and I sat in planning sessions with the Beacon Council when they were trying to diversify the economy in Miami. And there has been a lack of focus for the last 20 years in Broward and Palm Beach County, and I would like to affect a change in that area and bring high-paying jobs and year-round residents so that we can have more of a stable economy here in Broward and Palm Beach. Wow. So you've, you've got a lot going on. Let's go back to the Second Amendment here and what Pelosi's added uh, as that red, that red flag there as far as disarming. Can you repeat that? You say disarming. Uh, what did you say exactly and what does that I mean? Pelosi added a red flag law that is uh, for the purpose of confiscation of weapons for military personnel, especially if they're retired. So let's say somebody served in the military and they're done with their service. And a lot of them still have weapons, okay? Because once once a Marine, always a Marine for the rest of your life, and you can always be called to action at any time. So that red flag law would allow your neighbor to say, you know what, my neighbor, Mr. Jones, is former military and he has a weapon and I'm concerned about that weapon. And the red flag law states that you you can have uh, 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 police officers come in and confiscate your weapon based on that allegation alone. That's why I'm against red flag laws. So, uh, and I and I have not had Pelosi on the program. I've not met her, but I, I'm not sure that that makes sense to me. Is she is she is she saying that just because a military personnel is highly trained and and, and able to uh, to to kill uh, in that sense, trained to kill that they should not be armed in a civilian setting. Is that I I can't say what she would say. Yeah, she added that part of the legislation for the red flag law in that bill, HR sixty three ninety five. It's a military personnel defense bill. Okay, yeah. So that's that's I mean that's that's alarming and 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 folks. Uh, if you go and you follow Darlene on her Twitter account, uh, you'll see pictures. I, I believe it was through this Twitter feed, Darlene, where you uh, you 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 make it very apparent that you are a pro uh, Second Amendment, and you're you're holding a uh, is it an AK forty seven? I believe it's uh, fifteen. <laughs> AK fifteen. It's an older version. Yeah, it's actually uh, that was a military grade weapon. It looked, <laughs> yeah, it looked like it could do some, do some damage. Um, you know, and, and generally, generally, what is your opinion on, let, let's revisit that, because we've seen since, since this pandemic in the United States and these opposing sides, uh, 
you know, private private ownership for gun sales has skyrocketed. Right. Because they continually attack our Second Amendment. I mean, if you understand the Second Amendment, it was created specifically to protect our First Amendment. Besides, you know, protecting you, your family, your property, your neighbors, it was really to protect the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. And together, the First and Second protect our ability as United States citizens to create a well-organized militia for the purpose of defending ourselves against a treasonous government. And that's why those rights shall not be infringed. And so any law, any law, even those that have passed that infringes on those rights are really technically unconstitutional. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and what the other thing that, that would be alarming to me is um, yeah, this, this, not sure how you feel about the, the COVID-19 virus, but, uh, this, uh, this movement to, um, like the, the mayor of LA, I think has just called for, uh, groups that are larger than 20 at gatherings and ho- private, private homes that their water and, and electrical be turned off. Were you yeah, aware of that? Not allowed, they're not allowed to do that. I mean, mandates are not laws. Okay. And all of these mandates that they're imposing, if it at all infringes on our civil liberties, is unconstitutional. And you know, you notice how all of these rogue mayors and governors happen to be in democratic states. You notice that, right? I, yeah, I have. I have. Why is that, Darlene? Well, I mean, it could be because is it the, the ideology democratic party has moved so radical, you know, they've really gone in another, like I speak to Democrats all the time. Most of my clients are registered Democrats. They're not happy with where their party is trying to take them to. They don't agree with late term abortions. They don't agree with, you know, allowing anyone to come through our borders without having immigration laws in place. They don't agree with all this anarchy and the defunding of police. They believe in law and order, okay? They don't agree with 99% of what's occurred in the last couple of years, and they're actually quite upset. The more and more I talk to them, the more they're upset. They may not agree with, you know, Trump's policies. They may not agree with, you know, everything with the Republican platform, which, you know, in my opinion, I think they've been indoctrinated to think that, you know, what's the whole old saying, the Republican Party is only for the rich. You know, they're, they've been indoctrinated to think that way. And and in their minds, they're like, you know what, I, I think we should have, you know, social equality and, you know, we have to care about our fellow men. I agree with all of that as well. But I think in their minds, they think, you know what, this is too radical even for me. Okay. And I want to share a real quick story with you. Yeah. I grew up in New York, right? It was all predominantly Democrat. And when I was registering for the first time, I remember asking, you know, what are, what is this two-party system? What what does the Democrat platform stand for? What does the Republican Party stop, stand for? And I was told the same thing. You know, Republicans are only for the rich and Democrats are only for the poor. And my answer was, well, wait a minute. Heck, I grew up poor my whole life. I don't want to huh. be poor. I'd rather be rich. <laughs> I want to go sign up for the Republican Party and learn what they're doing right. and follow their lead. <laughs> and that's a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and what's interesting is is that the historically the Democratic Party is an older party, and what I like to tell people, and 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 I 
you know, I, I try to t not take sides politically, politically, but I do stand up for my convictions and I do stand up for the Constitution and, I, and what I feel are my rights and certainly what are inalienable rights and what are rights that are, have been handed down to us uh, by the forefathers. So, uh, but but I, I, I always look at Andrew Jackson. Some people like him, some people don't. Everybody does good things, everybody does bad things. But Andrew Jackson is the only president out of 45, and he was a Democrat. He's the only president out of 45 who left office and actually ran on his re-election campaign of killing the bank. He wanted to actually go after the bankers, um, and uh, and he's the only one that left office with the federal uh, the federal government out of a debt. The only one that I've known. I like that. So, so Darlene. Um, Let's 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 and I want to I want to hear about your constituent there who you're running up against and and and, and what he's how you how you feel he has um, he has a degraded I'll use that uh, that term but it probably seems like how has he made it unsafer might be in a more appropriate phrase to use uh, your 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 area uh, but before before I want you to describe that um, if you would I, I would like you to talk about Kamala Harris you know, you know Joe Biden here is. Um, is uh, he's, you know, think say what you may, but he, uh, if from from my view, yeah, and, and Trump's being attacked too. But from my view, you got an older guy that's been around politics for 50, 60 years. He's just part of that system. He's not fresh blood. He's an extension of the Obama administration. And you know, the Obamas were so close to not even not only even the Clintons, but 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 also the Bushes, and that kind that's kind of how intertwined. Uh, the, the, the Washington's become, but and and so that's in a sense to me as an outsider. That was why it was refreshing to see Trump run as an independent, as an early candidate, and then mm -hmm. switching over to Republican. But now, so you've got Biden, who's just kind of an extension of old Washington, in my view. And 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 we're at a we're at a we're at a precipice here in this country. We had a major turning point with this virus thing and possible vaccine mandates. Um, we need somebody that can really handle this and, and equalize the playing field and unite Americans. But now you're bringing in a uh, former DA of San Francisco, um, you know, a, a, a Californian. She went to Howard. She went to uh, uh, Berkeley. She's part Indian, which I think is great. You know, ethnically, I think diversity is wonderful. Uh, she's part African American and part Indian, and mothers her mother's from India, the country of India, not Native American. Um, and and both parents were were, were highly educated. Um, uh, the father is still alive and may still have ties to Stanford. And I know he taught, he taught at Stanford, but, but Kamala has done some radical things here, um, in the past. And I know that while she was in San Francisco, uh, she stood up for, um, harboring, uh, one specific case, um, of a man and his sons that were murdered by an illegal immigrant, a gang member. Um, and she stood up for this person. Um, in regards to the whole sanctuary city uh, platform that that other cities, uh, but certainly San Francisco, uh, uh, obtained, what are your views personally? What are your views on Kamala Harris, Darlene? Well, you know what's interesting during the presidential um, Democratic debate, Tulsi Gabbard had brought up Kamala Harris's voting record when she was a district attorney and how she you know, jailed, what was it, 1,200 people based on 
let's say, marijuana charges when when she herself talked about in an interview that she inhaled, like, you know, the hypocrisy behind some of her decisions um, and her record as a district attorney being, like, in a way, cold and callous with her decisions and not really considering the, the humanity aspect of putting people away and destroying families, you know, Tulsi Gabbard brought that up. And she was the only one that brought that up. Um, So, you know, to me, that's questionable. And like I said earlier, Kamala Harris has it on her website that she's for Medicare for all. And once the stipulations in there, they want to do away with private insurance companies, you know, which would wipe out the careers of several million individuals in the insurance industry, by the way. And, you know, it was um, Elizabeth Warren that talked about, well, wait a minute, if that happens, you'll just go and sell auto insurance. And they don't even think in terms that's a different license okay i'm gonna have i have a 215 license selling auto is a 220 200 hours of education and another 10 years of trying to build up that business to what i have right now they just like you know the decisions that they make in congress has no no uh consideration for you and i yeah 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 so this is the reason why i'm going to be a voice now so that's with regards to kamala i'm concerned about her record her voting record. Uh, but the bigger concern, Ian, is the mental health state of Biden. Mm. Like, this is somebody that's supposed to be president of the United States showing signs of senility. And look, I'm not a doctor. I cannot make that diagnosis. But I can tell you, as the Medicare lady, I'm trademarked as the Medicare lady, and most of my clients are seniors. Mm-hmm. I have seen, and I have thousands of clients. I have seen my fair share of the start of dementia from somebody who's perfectly fine one day and the next day, I can see the signs of dementia. I can see the signs of Alzheimer's. I can see the the sign of cognitive decline, okay? And Biden is is exhibiting Mm. that. And again, I'm going to preface again, I am not a doctor. I cannot make that assessment. That's just my personal observation. I think he should get tested. I think everybody in Congress should have regular testing because if they're in a position of power where they're making decisions over our lives, they need to be... uh, They should have zero issues with their cognitive abilities. Absolutely. And, and I, I remember this being an issue with uh, with Hillary Clinton during her campaign where she was making some interesting, um, even uh, physical gestures with, with her body and her head. Um, I saw that. I, I remember that, too. Yeah. She fell like she was walking to a car at one point and she fell and they had to catch her. Right. But I think didn't. I didn't have some type of uh, surgery. He didn't hear, I don't know. Yes. Stroke or, so he had some type of surgery. Um, you know, and you know, as you age, you know, your brain ages too. It's not just your heart and your liver and the, your body, your brain ages too. Right. So, you know, I don't know how long ago that injury was. He had a brain injury, a stroke is a brain injury and aneurysm is a brain injury. Okay, you're going to have an injury out of that. So, you know, what what's his mental state? And, you know, every, they talk about, you know, he's a puppet. Kamala's a puppet, too. I actually believe that. You Expand know, so on that a little bit. You have, yeah. you have to uh, you have to choose uh, uh, a black woman as your running mate. Right. There's no sure. ifs, ands, or buts. Even if even if there was another uh, candidate 
that would have been stronger. Like, for instance, Amy uh, Klobuchar. She's probably yep. the one that made the most kind of sense in her talking points, right? She wasn't as radical. So therefore, in the Democratic Party, she's not qualified. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. Chelsea Gabbard, I actually really liked her. <laughs> yeah. She makes too much sense, too. She talked about getting out of all the endless wars. Oh, all of a sudden, you're not qualified anymore. <laughs> Right. Yeah. There goes the money stream. Exactly. So, I mean, that's the point. Like, you know, how, how you're going to be president of the United States and you're allowing your own party to dictate your own focus, your goal, your policy. Right. You know, wh where's your backbone on that one? So, well, you know, I've got concerns on both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're, yeah, it, it sounds, uh, it sounds good. Let's, let's get into, um, and, and I wanted to get a little bit into your, uh, into the existing, the person that, that's holding that seat existingly, and 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 what you think he's done to uh, yeah. bring that area down. But mm -hmm. being a New Yorker, I also want to get your view on uh, how De Blasio has changed your city. So let's start with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, I've been south in South Florida for 27 years, so I don't really consider New York my okay. home, my city. <laughs> okay. uh, and I left there because, you know, it was a drug war zone when I lived there. It was horrible. I couldn't wait to leave. Um, and so basically, Giuliani was such an amazing mayor and totally cleaned up New York and really made it beautiful in every way. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I never saw flowers. And when Giuliani was president, when you walk down Manhattan streets, there were plants of flowers hanging wow. like, on light posts. Like, it, he wow. beautified, he cleaned up the city, he beautified it, and he made it safe. It was amazing what, what Giuliani did. He's He will forever be my mayor. I don't care what anybody says. He's my yeah. mayor. Okay? So then after him, um, you know, it kind of it kind of stayed level for a little bit. And then you've got, you know, this current mayor that's, like, systematically destroying. Wasn't he a socialist? progress for the last 20 years. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, isn't, 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 he, isn't he proven to have ties to socialism? He has. And, you know, him and his wife, nobody knows where the $850 million went that was supposed to go to housing. Nobody knows where that went. Um, there's talk of, like, what is it, one point something billion dollars uh, in, in misused funds. Um, yeah, but he I heard he that's not even his real name. Right. I, I read that. And again, I don't know if that's true. That's correct. I heard that his, his name is not even real. That's right. not the name he was born with. So, you know, and there's a lot of people in the Democratic Party that are running on a name that's different than their birth name. I find that really interesting. Yeah, I mean... You change your name, Pete Buttigieg and all these people. What's his name? Um, uh, the, the other one out of Texas that was running for, for um, president. Let me see if I can find him. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But, but for listeners out there, if, if this is your first time hearing that D Bill de Blasio is not his name, uh, that is correct. Darlene has, uh, you can find this right here on Wikipedia. Warren Wilhelm Jr. is his birth go. name. There you go. And he does have some type of historic ties to um, some communism groups. I've read that somewhere. I don't know where I read it, but I read it. But in any case, uh, what was the name of the other? Um, he he even had a DWI and an arrest. He was out of Texas, and he wanted to run for president. Well, I wasn't, I'm not sure. 
I forgot his name. See, well, he's forgotten already. That's an awesome thing. But anyway, he was another one that that's not his real name. Um, uh-huh. but, but in any case, so with regards to uh, Deutsch, it is yep. time to ditch Deutsch. Okay. Oh, he's good phrase. Voting, yeah, time to ditch Deutsch. It's time. So he's been voting with Pelosi like 97% of the okay. time. And he was on the impeaching bandwagon from day one. So now our president came down the escalator, hadn't even taken his oath of office, and they're talking about impeachment. And I I found that to be probably the most laughable thing. And then I knew instantaneously there's way more going on. He hasn't even taken his oath, and they're talking about impeachment. Yeah. There's something going on. And the daily attacks every day, and that's what started me on this whole, like, you know, investigation and doing my research and going really deep into the underbelly of what's really driving the powers that be on this daily constant attack with our president. I've never seen this in my life. Um, But, you know, uh, Deutsch was behind that. And Deutsch is behind a lot of legislation and always pushing for, you know, laws that affect our Second Amendment rights. And he's for that PRO Act bill that would change the laws of Florida. And literally, what has he done for South Florida in the in the twenty plus years that he's been in oh, Congress? Boy. Did he ever once try to attract a company to come and move here and do business here? Oh no. boy, he's never done anything. And do you know one of the one of one of the areas of our district is Fort Lauderdale? And I understand it's a local issue, but he could have applied for funding to help with this issue but there's major sewer issues in fort lauderdale they had four sewer breaks over the course of like a month and a half and it was leaking raw sewage into our pristine waters and why you know if he's in he's he could be uh uh very instrumental in trying to uh request money to fix our infrastructure that's falls under infrastructure and we have old bridges that connect yeah. uh, the mainland to the beaches and a lot of them need to be maintained and repaired and some of them have to be overhauled altogether so nothing's nothing's happened in 20 years nothing has happened to improve this community at all and he is our house of representative for district 22 let me throw something at you darlene and and, and as we as we wind down here i appreciate you joining the program and uh, and you sound like a great fighter, and you really shape up that area. Um, and law and order is one of the initial kind of few words that, that came out of your mouth when we started this uh, discussion. Um, mm-hmm. But let's go into briefly. Let's say, let's say DeSantis, um, and and I know he's kind of gone from a more voluntary mask um, uh, issue. Uh, let's say he flips and he mandates masks, or excuse me, vaccines. How would you react to that? I'm not for mandating vaccines in any way, shape, or form. Vaccines is voluntary. That should never be mandated, um, and it should never be required. And There's no law that says we all have to get vaccinated. So I am not for that 100%. I'd be fighting that. Why, what, just, just an outside view here. You've got... Yeah, you know, we've we've all got this, right? We've got we've got Bill Gates, one of the wealthiest men on the planet, and he's made his money in Microsoft and developing uh, you know software for 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 personal computer. But now he's now he's saying that he wants every single person on the planet mm-hmm. vaccinated. Uh, right. 
Right. How does that make any sense? Does that make any sense to you? Well, first of all, I never saw that he had a medical degree, number one. Number two, he was kicked out of the country of India for pushing vaccines there that paralyzed and killed children. Okay, so uh, I, I forgot the statistics of how many children were vaccine injured, died, or became um, uh, paralyzed by the polio vaccine there. And I believe also, what was it, the Gardasil? He was pushing the Gardasil vaccine there. And, and um, not only there, but in, in Af Africa, what country in Africa? It escapes me. But what that did was it created infertility you know, to thousands and thousands of young girls. So he was kicked out of India, and I think there's a lawsuit filed against him in India because of all the injuries that, that were caused with him pushing all those vaccines. So, you know, I don't need medical advice from, from Bill Gates. Excellent. Wonderful view, uh, Darlene. Ladies and gentlemen, Darlene Swafford, S-F, or excuse me, S-W-A-F-F-A-R for Congress Dot com. Let's get you elected, Darlene. Thank you for fighting and standing up for our civil rights. You're welcome. And let me give you my website. It's swaffer4congress.com, S-W-A-F-F-A-R-F-O-R-congress.com. I'm running commercials on Fox News, and I could definitely use some help for two more days to push me through the primary. If you want somebody that is clean and strong and vetted, a complete outsider, I'm not part of the establishment, and I will only focus on being a servant, not a leader, but a servant to serve we the people, please help me get elected through this primary. Wonderful. Thank you, Dar Darlene, for joining the program. Looking forward to keeping in touch with you. Thank you, Ian. You take care, and thank you for having me. Darlene Swaffer, wow, what a... Uh, what a... What a... What a jewel South Florida has right there, in my opinion. You know, some of these folks, if you haven't learned yet, you can trust no one. Okay, I used to, I used to say this when I was uh, a teenager. I would say, just I had lived enough life in the, to that point in time. I was probably 16 or 17. I'd lived enough point at life in that point of time that I would tell myself, I would say, and I would even tell friends, I would say, look, I would say, the people you think you cannot trust, okay, so the people you think you can't trust, you can't trust. And the people you think you can trust, you can't. Which means, folks, you can trust no one. Now, if you take that view and that approach to living life day in, day out, and holding firm to some of those inalienable rights that the founding fathers of this country, and hey, it just so happens that to my knowledge, not a single one of those signers of the Declaration of Independence happen to be African American, okay? There's nothing that can be done about that. You know, don't make this a racial thing. You've got, we've got a great country that is crumbling because people want you to trust them and they should not be trusted. You're, for instance, a veteran that fought for your country to keep it strong and safe. Whether you agree with that or not, 
But let's say you're a veteran, and that, just like Darlene says, lives next door. Do you feel threatened because that person knows how to use a gun and could turn it on you? Then go buy your own gun and defend yourself. That's what I say to that. Again, Darlene Swaffer, Republican candidate for Congress, Florida District 22. Swaffer for Congress.com, and that is W, or excuse me, S W A F F A R. And you can follow her on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in to this program. Send it to anybody you know in Florida. Send it to a friend. Send it to family. If these words resonate with you, this has been a discussion of truth. Coming up here in a few moments with small business owner out of New Jersey that's defied governor's orders by keeping his gym open, Ian Smith. I'll be back in a few moments. This is Winwood 1, Miami Radio. <laughs>